Welcome to the Blossoming Business with Emma Middleton podcast. Blossoming Business with Emma Middleton helps first-time business owners during the planning, setting up and running of their new business. This podcast is perfect for you if you're considering starting up your own business or you've already started and would love to hear from people who are sharing the same journey. Join me as I talk through some of my own experiences, give you some technical tips and advice, including the things to avoid, and chat to other women about their own experiences of setting up a successful business. In this episode, I'm going to cover a topic that I've learned a lot about over the past 18 months, and that is setting my vision. Now, I know that some of you may thinking I've completely missed the boat, as at the time of recording, it's now mid-January. But the most important thing I've learned about a vision is that it can be set at any time and Sometimes the 1st of January just isn't the best time. If you're anything like me, you ended 2021 in a bit of a panic, trying to fit in buying and wrapping last minute presents, watching various school performances and decorating the tree, trying to think strategically about goals for 2022, just got pushed to the bottom of the list. Don't get me wrong, I did spend a bit of time thinking about my plan for 2022, but my head was definitely not in the right place. Now the Christmas tree is away, girls are back at school, my inbox is cleared of all the messages that accumulated over the two-week break, I'm in a much better place to revisit it and plan the rest of my year. The other advantage is that over the Christmas break, while away from my desk and the mundane routine, I've had the chance to step back, relax and think longer term about my goals, hopes and dreams for my future life. This stepping away also works when you go on holiday, have a weekend break or spend some quiet time on a long car journey or a train journey or just on a long walk. Throughout this podcast, you'll hear me talk about vision, dreams and goals. And while we all interpret them in different ways, I guess My dream is when I'm looking long term at my future, sort of three to five years time, while my vision is more where I want to be in a year's time. Although you will hear me talk about a bit later um, about the time frame and how that can also be shorter than a year. And my goals are the more specific ways in which I'm going to meet that vision and therefore the dream. For example, I might have in my dream that I'm going to be an amazing mum to my children and have a fantastic relationship with them. In my vision board, that might translate into us having more quality time together as a family and also some quality one-to-one time. And then the goals might be to have one evening as a family together each week with no phones and electronics so we can either watch a film or play a game. Or I might plan an afternoon out with each daughter separately three times a year or plan a fun family day out twice a year to somewhere new. So the goals are the bits that build a vision and then the vision then builds the dream. Okay, so to start with, why do we even need a dream or a vision? And to steal a phrase from my teenagers, what is the point? Well, having a vision is a way of stopping life happening to us. 
We can all be guilty of drifting through life, firefighting situations and dealing with things as they happen. But unless we make a conscious effort to take back some control and make it happen, then our vision for our future will be happening to someone else. Our vision is also for our whole life, not just one aspect of it. And I feel it's really important when setting that vision that we include all aspects of our lives, both business and personal. There are so many different ways of setting our vision and our goals. And my social media and inbox has been flooded with them in the last month or so. But I'm going to talk you through the way I do mine, which I've kind of developed for myself, taking lots of bits of information from other people's methods and sort of putting it together to form my own that suits me. Now, I'm very much a pen and paper girl. And initially, I use a number of simple lists to put it all together. First of all, I like to spend no more than 10, 15 minutes thinking about the year ahead and just really writing down some initial thoughts about what I would like it to look like. It's not going to be my final vision um, and it's definitely not the finished version, but it is just a brilliant way to get those initial thoughts down on paper in a big brain dump. I also try and keep that near me because as I'm doing the other things, other bits of information will come into my mind as I'm going through so I'll add to it Um, but really don't spend too long on that bit it is just that initial kind of thoughts as you start the process I then tend to break my thoughts down into four main areas the ones I use are work and business finance family and relationships and health and well-being and while each of these areas is absolutely as important to each other and they are all complementary I like to set goals for each of them, which will then feed into my overall vision. Although some areas where I feel I'm succeeding will have less goals than other areas where I feel I need to spend some more of my time and energy over the next 12 months. Generally, I like to take each of these four areas in turn and I carry out almost a mini audit of them, outline what's going well, what didn't go so well, what parts of my vision are in line with that particular area for the next 12 months. And once I've done this for all four areas, I'll then go back through them and start setting the goals. I try to set quite a mixture of goals, but I aim for them all to be quite specific, achievable, but also aspirational because they need to give me something to work towards. Once I've got all my goals written out, it can seem quite overwhelming. So I try to set some realistic timeframes and I will break some of them down to make them more detailed and more manageable. It also means that they are far more likely to be achieved. Um, For example, if I was going to set a goal that I wanted to sell a thousand of product A by the end of the year, I might set a goal to sell 10 in quarter one, 20 in quarter two, 30 in quarter three, and then 40 in quarter four. This makes the goal much more specific and a lot less overwhelming. Or maybe if my goal was to increase my presence on social media, I might set a goal to post three times a week on social media consistently. Or another way of looking at it might be that I'll set some goals related to how many new followers I would like each month or each quarter. You can just see how I'm kind of putting some numbers or some real specific goals as opposed to 
I want to increase my presence on social media. Detailing out these general steps like this for some of the goals means that they are much more likely to be achieved and not roll into the next month or quarter of the year. However, just a little word of warning here is that you won't necessarily know exactly what you are going to achieve in each goal. And that is absolutely OK. These more summary goals will run alongside your other more detailed goals. And that way you'll sort of have time to research and expand on them as you go along. It's also important to be realistic on how much you can achieve in any time scale to avoid burnout. And while you might have a vision of what you would like your life and business to look like at the end of the year, it is important to be realistic and realise that it's a steady movement towards that end vision over the entire year. And some goals will need to have a start time of the summer or the autumn. There are no hard and fast rules about how many goals you set for the year. And it will depend on your own personal circumstances and also how large each goal is. It might be that you have three really meaty goals for the year in your work and business section, but I've got 10 much smaller ones. So it really just does depend. However, you do need to be realistic about the time you have available. And once your vision is complete, it is important to step back from it for a couple of days and then look at it afresh and decide whether you are challenging yourself enough or, in fact, whether you are challenging yourself too much. Using this method has transformed my family life over the last 12 months. When I carried out this process in October 2020, I found that although in my head, our girls were the most important thing in the world to me, and I spent a lot of time running after them and their various activities, we actually didn't spend much quality time together. And that's something that I've made sure we do now. Some of my favourite times over the last 12 months have been in our kitchen when we've had a meal together on a Saturday evening, played music and laughed together. Once I've got my vision for the year together, I do then like to be a bit more creative and I put photos and pictures of them together on a vision board, which I keep printed out next to my desk so I see it every day and it reminds me of the direction in which I'm heading. It might be that you prefer to have it as your wallpaper on your computer or your phone or maybe keep it just as a list and that works best for you. If you want to ensure that the time you spent putting your vision and your goals together is not wasted, then it can't be a document that you just complete and file away. It needs to be a constantly moving document that you review regularly, probably monthly, but at least quarterly to see how you're getting on and meeting those goals. And it also helps you keep accountable to yourself. Part of this review process is also to look at whether any of your goals need updating, as it is impossible to predict exactly what is going to happen in the next 12 months. And in many cases, our vision and goals may have been too conservative and we need to extend them for the rest of the year. Of course, sometimes things don't always work out how we'd hoped and might find that after following one path, we need to reverse or stop, change direction. This is definitely not a failure and something that we'll talk about in a future podcast. But actually, the review has led to a positive decision to stop doing something that isn't working. And finally, goals do not need to be set for a year and they don't need to be set on the 1st of January for the next 12 months. It doesn't matter what date you're listening to this. 
as today is the perfect day to put together your vision for the next month, the next quarter or year. In fact, I often advise that when setting up a business, you initially stick to some medium term goals that are regularly reviewed and updated. It is hard to know the exact direction of your business when you get started and you often find that you need to pivot regularly as you learn more and more things to get going. I meet lots of women who dream of setting up their own business but are finding it difficult to navigate those first steps and often don't know where to start, what the priorities are or where to find the information they need. Sometimes it's a business in a completely new area that they're passionate about, or it might be a hobby they want to take professional. And sometimes they just think that their dream business is really only a dream and there's no chance of it becoming a reality. I am lucky enough to have worked with women in this situation. And while it's not always easy and they have had to put in some hard work and hours, it has been a privilege to watch their businesses grow and flourish. We all have at least one business in us and my free guide will help you work out what yours is. It is a tried and tested process and the exact one I go through with my clients. To download it, go to emmamiddleton.co or click on the link in the show notes. And finally, if you like this podcast, then please hit subscribe and share it with just one friend who you think might find it interesting or useful.